Hello and welcome in to this edition of the Recruiting Blitz. I am Greg Smith, Senior Recruiting Analyst here at Inside Nebraska, and I am joined once again, as usual, by our recruiting our recruiting extraordinaire. I am the recruiting extraordinaire. Our digital I am content, too. Yeah, you are too. Our digital content extraordinaire, Jansen Coburn. Uh, Jansen, how are you, man? Are you recovered from the spring game palooza that happened yesterday? Just barely. I'm doing good. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those things where it, it's hard to explain to people like how much that takes out of you because it is an all day whirlwind. And I've basically it so far today. I've, I've, I think I've talked to everyone on our staff and everybody's like, yeah, I'm a little dragon um, today. So it's okay because we still got a lot to get to um, coming out of that game with, with everything that happened. You know, there's plenty of recap of the game already and more to come up at Inside Nebraska from the actual game in, in the spring as a whole. But we're going to dive into the recruiting hot topics as always. So Jansen, what do we got? Yeah, I want to add when we got in the car yesterday, Zach did ask me if tomorrow is Friday. So it, it took it out of all of us. So it explains it all right. There, long day. But yeah, the spring game yesterday, there was a lot going on. You got the Frank Solich coming back, the unveil, the new Herbie and a whole bunch of recruits. Uh, I thought it, it seemed like it went pretty good yesterday. The vibes were good. But I wanted to ask you, Greg, from your perspective, what were your thoughts on the spring game just in general? Not necessarily from a recruiting perspective, but if you do have recruiting thoughts, chime in and what'd you think? Yeah, I, I thought it was a great day. Like the only thing that could have really been better was the weather. Um, it, like it, it's just tough. Like you want a, a spring game to really feel like spring. That felt like an October, late October, early November game against Michigan State. Like that did yeah. not feel like a spring game at all. Um, it was brisk. Uh, so other than that, though, like it was a really great day. I thought that it, it was really big picture wise. I thought that to me yesterday felt like the official turning of the page to the Matt Rule era. Like, I, I really, it just hit me at a lot of different points throughout the day, whether or not when we went to the Unity Walk and kind of did that, um, it, to where, you know, the other, the pregame stuff on the field, you know, all the former players that were there on the sidelines, all the recruits that were there, um, the, the sidelines were really hopping before the game. Like the the unveiling of the new Herbie and that got a huge cheer and like comes out on the motorcycle. And like it, you go to go back to the new but old Herbie. Um, then you have Matt Rule in his first tunnel walk. You've got Frank Solich coming back, um, which I thought was really, really awesome. Like not only that, and obviously Matt Rule really wanted that to happen. And he's talked about how he's been in contact with Solich a lot um, since he took the job, which I thought was really cool. But also he wanted it to happen. Trev Alberts did. And most importantly, Frank Solich wanted to come back um, for that. And then for him to get tell, be told that the locker room is going to be named after him, and he got emotional about that. Like, I thought it yesterday was really a great showcase for Nebraska future, Nebraska future, Nebraska football in the past and moving towards the future. Like, I thought it was a really great day overall yeah I have to agree with you I think the only thing that could have been better was the weather is like 45 ish degrees and <laughs> kind of miserable conditions that's the only thing and then I thought that was kind of weird the unity walk they parked really far and they walked all the way across <laughs> the parking lot to get to the so stadium weird. I don't know if that was intentional or not but let's talk some recruits that were there there was a lot of guys there were 2023 20, commits they shouted out all those guys on the big board yeah. and they got a loud reaction there oh, were 2024 20, targets and commits, and as well as 2025, there's a commit that we'll talk about here in a minute, and then 2026 20, and beyond. So you've gotten to talk a little bit to some of those guys that were there and gauge their reaction. What was the general just reaction as a whole to the weekend from the guys you talked to? 
Yeah, I think one thing that we're like that happens that we all have to get used to with this staff is that these weekends are always going to go very well because these they do a great job with this stuff. And this actually started, I think, before the spring game. And then it's something that kind of happened with the with the current team, but it bleeds into the recruits. So they did like a Husker event where they had the moms of current players come in and like they put on pads and they went through some drills. They tackled their sons and then the coaches um, put up scores like it was a dunk contest and like it was a great event that they put on on Friday um and that to me kind of it tells the story of how this staff recruits it's a personal touch that they, they want like the families to be very involved and that kind of continued into the weekend like they had a nice like reception that was kind of catered by a local company here muchachos most people or a lot of people watching this videos are familiar with Nick over at muchachos great food shout out to him um but he catered their like pre um spring game event and then they also the recruits then obviously watched the game and we're having a ton of fun on the side sidelines before the game guys like Carter Nelson um Brandon Baker guys like that were getting a lot of love pregame also mixing it in and mingling in with the signees from the 2023 class like guys like Jeremiah Smith or uh, Ishmael Smith Flores and Jeremiah Charles were doing a great job of like walking around and introducing themselves to all the commits Malachi Coleman was down there and talking to a lot of those guys that are prospective um student athletes for Nebraska so that was a really good thing then after the game a lot of them apparently stuck around around um, to also hang out around the facility and be like just kind of spend time with the coaches and the other commits and recruits they watched the big fight together last night um, and so that's good they really had like kind of a whole weekend thing kind of planned out for all of them but the reaction so far has been very very positive about what Nebraska's coaching staff did and how they kind of behaved and the, the, the staff the recruiting staff as well personnel and what they saw from the spring game when it comes to that atmosphere which just can't be replicated at other schools just from getting to talk to those guys or maybe you watching them candidly and observing their reactions, which guys did it seem like enjoyed their visit the most? I mean, Carter Nelson was getting a lot of love um, yesterday. Like it is, it's really interesting too, because, you know, you get to see, we see him in photos or you see him kind of in his highlights and he's playing eight man. So he's bigger than everybody else out there. But then when you see him with other big time recruits, he still was big as anyone out there. And like, he just totally looks the part. I'm still convinced that he is underrated as a prospect that if he, if he lived in Texas, I think he'd be a five-star. Um, and so he, but he was getting a lot of love from everybody yesterday. Brandon Baker looked like he was having a really good time as well. Big um, four-star offensive lineman from California. Um, Caleb Pyfram, who we've talked about a bunch on this podcast, him and Brandon Baker were hanging out together. I like to see that. I've got a photo up in our photo gallery on Inside Nebraska of them kind of walking off the field together. And like, I really wanted to say like, that really would be the dream scenario for Nebraska's offensive tackle situation for this 2024 class. But yeah, there were a lot of guys that were getting a lot of love um, and it was kind of a group effort and nice to see them uh, do that. Yeah. We, before the spring game even happened, we put together a list of some of the guys that were going to come out and it was a pretty good list just as far as 2023s, fours, five, mm -hmm. six, and probably even beyond. Were there any guys that were surprise visitors at the game this weekend? So there's one big one that we like, so you know we're down there on the sidelines and as we've been saying like I'm taking photos you're just kind of mingling with folks and I look up and I see this massive kid and I'm just like man that looks like somebody like I can't place him and so I snap some good photos of him I put it in the gallery and I'm like I'll come back to it to identify him. 
Well, it turns out that that was four-star defensive end slash outside linebacker Brian Robinson, um, who he's in, he's from um, Youngstown, Ohio, and he's got like 38 scholarship offers, right? <laughs> and so, and he definitely looks the part. Like that photo, I I tweeted out the photo after the spring game, and it blew up because just from like people seeing his neck, uh, we're like that kid looks like he belongs in the Big Ten, and he's going to play big time college football. Um, and so that was definitely probably that was the biggest one that I noticed. Um, and hopefully, I'll get a chance to kind of talk to him uh, either like later today or on Monday we record this on Sundays uh, because I'm really interested to see his reaction because Nebraska he's exactly the type of defensive lineman that you know all teams want with that amount of scholarship offers but he'd be perfect on Nebraska's defensive line based on some of the things that you saw in that spring game with how they were moving guys around but Brian Robinson definitely a guy that I have my eye on that was a surprise this weekend. Yeah, the weekend's not even over, and they already got commitments out of it, or a commitment and then another commitment earlier in the week. Uh, for the class of 2024, Willis McGahee pulled the trigger right before the unity walk, right before we were getting ready to go <laughs> down there. What are your thoughts on the Willis McGahee commitment? And you did get to talk to him, so uh, do share what you heard. Yeah, it's it's a huge commitment for Nebraska. I said this to you when we when it happened and we were kind of getting ready to go down and had to pause everything. Um, because and, and the first thing is is he's a big name and he's a kid that people know, especially down in South Florida, and he's somebody that can help peer recruit. He's going to be a great peer recruiter for Nebraska. He already began that. He told me that he was starting, he was doing that um kind of when they were hanging out at the facility watching the fight after the spring game in that and he plays a position of need for Nebraska. So uh, two positions that have been talked about a lot um, because they're new in this 3-3-5 defense that has been brought to Nebraska by Tony White, and that is the Rover, Steve Mark's favorite position, and the Jack position, probably my favorite position on the defense. And the Jack, as Robert Dvorak has explained, I asked him about that last week when he talked to us. He said that it's a very fun position for kids to play. It's a hybrid linebacker slash defensive end that can sometimes put his hand in the dirt, sometimes stand at the line of scrimmage, sometimes drop back kind of in that second level area it's a very versatile role Willis McGahee is perfect for that role not only as Willis told me that and he loves the idea of playing that spot I've had multiple staff members tell me that privately as well um, and they really love the pickup of him I think he's a versatile player that is really like I said a big time position of need and a, a couple of the things to highlight and you can read the full story on Inside Nebraska but a couple of things to highlight quickly about kind of what he said because there were some things that really perked up my ears about what he said about why he committed to Nebraska he talked about the physicality because he took two spring visits he took a visit a couple weeks ago for a practice and then he was here yesterday for the spring game he said that the physicality that Matt Rule had the team play with during spring was something that he didn't see at other places he was like some other spring games are boring because they've been basically glorified seven on seven he said that he really liked seeing hitting out there and he knows that the team will be physical because of that he also talked a lot about the jack position and how he thinks it's perfect for that i mentioned that but he also talked about that position coach rob dvorak and how they really get along great coach calls him almost every day and he can't wait for coach dvorak to uh he said he calls him coach rob <laughs> coach dvorak um to make him into the best jack in the country Country. Like he's really looking forward to being in Lincoln. Um, it, it, again, it's a great pickup for Nebraska. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Uh, another commitment came on, I believe, Thursday night from in-state player Caden Vermas. He's class of 2025. Uh, what did you think about his commitment? 
Yeah, I, I thought that that one is really interesting because one of the things that, that is always talked about at Nebraska, no matter who the coach is, is in-state recruiting, right? Like there, there's going to be a scorecard kept of how many of the kids you get to keep in-state. Um, and so to get your first 2025 commitment for Matt Rule is, is a good thing, obviously. It's a great thing to get it from an in-state player that I think is, he's an off, it's kind of an, he's kind of an off-the-radar player. Like, you know, we need to you talk about Tyson Terry um, and Christian Jones, who are also in that 2025 class those guys have been talked about way more than Caden has um and so when he committed people are like well, well that's kind of a surprise but you got to also realize we were talking about we've talked about this before on this podcast every time we go down to the stadium for those open practices what do we see recruits everywhere and when we saw Caden Vermas I Vermas I think twice at two different practices down there he so he's obviously and he probably I think he came to one more as well and another event that they had so he had been there plenty of times with this new staff and he really got a great vibe from them um, they like him as the, kind of the middle guy in that bat in that defense from that uh, five in the back that rover position steve's position shout out to him again um and it was the same position that iowa state offered him at iowa state also offered him and they played the 335 so teams really like him is to be able to grow into that rover position he's a really athletic kid i still think he's got growing to do he's going to continue to put on good weight as well um i think when by the time we get to his class people will really like that pickup of caden vermas it just kind of went way under the radar uh because of the timing of when it happened this week yeah, and you you mentioned he's under the radar. He didn't even have a star ranking prior to his commitment, and then after he got listed as a five point seven three star, like okay. I predicted that correctly. Not gonna good job go on about that, but uh, yeah, he's a. I watched him. He's a high motor kid. He reminded me personally of Garrett Nelson a little bit. He enjoys the weight room, uh, oh, yeah. flies around. Good, good. He wants to. He's gonna. He's getting into MMA. Like he, yeah. he's going to start doing that in his off seasons to train like that. That spells like Nebraska tough kid like he's, that. He's got that mental way. toughness Matt Rule talks about. Mm -hmm. So, all right. We have made it to the end of spring ball in one piece, Greg, after all those 15 practices. What's ahead for the Nebraska football team? Uh, just both recruiting and um, outlook for the team. What are they what are they up to now? Yeah, I'll start with the team. So right, right. Well, maybe right now they're starting to have those exit meetings with Matt Rule. Matt Rule mentioned um, during his post games press conference yesterday that you know he's going to meet with everyone, like, and everyone will know kind of where they stand and, and what the plan is for them moving forward. He did not say this. I will add this if they're in the plans moving forward, because one of the things that we know is that Nebraska has to get you know a dozen or so scholarships um, cut by the time we get to the season. I think that that's going to start here very soon. Um, um, and so that's kind of the unfortunate other side of what's about to happen for Nebraska football after all of the good vibes and juju that have happened and occurred this spring, right? And so that's going to happen next for the football team. Then there'll be a little bit of a break, and then they'll get back to it when it, for like summer conditioning. And then we'll kind of see also whether or not Nebraska can find a wiggle room to have some uh, another scholarship to if there's somebody that they want to pursue in the transfer portal. We've talked a lot about having to you know shed some scholarships there's still some needs on this team, right? Like you would still love to add another offensive lineman, particularly another tackle, maybe even another defensive lineman if they could as well. So we'll see how that kind of goes uh, moving forward, but there'll be a lot of talk about the transfers both in and out of the program uh, for the team. As far as recruiting, we're going to hit the evaluation period here soon where coaches can kind of go are going on the road and can get into high schools and see kids. And then camp season uh, will be here before we know it uh, when Nebraska will start their camps and hosting those 
shows, Friday Night Lights will be here before we know it. And then official visits will also start to happen. Those summer officials, which I think will be really important for Nebraska. I'm still sticking to my prediction that Nebraska will be at double digits, uh, double digit commitments uh, after June, once those official visits happen before we get to the season. Um, it, it's going to be a busy time. We'll have a little bit of a lull when it comes to maybe recruiting stuff, um, just like big events, even though I think that you're still going to have news, obviously, because we're getting reaction and maybe you have another commit or two that pops. But the, the team really right now is the focus when it comes to those transfers. I got one final kind of two-part question for you, Greg. This just came to mind as you were talking about them clearing room for transfers and all that. Obviously, you watch the spring game and you take it with a grain of salt. And this one's a little different because Matt Rule didn't want to make it a show, he said. And they put ones versus ones and there was live tackling and the quarterbacks could run. And so we got to see maybe a little more than you would normally see out of a regular Nebraska spring game. But like I said, they're not going to show all their cards in a spring game. But just getting to watch that game. You you touched on it saying maybe the offensive and defensive line could be positions, but so two parts here. What position groups do you think that they did a good job recruiting? Did any position groups uh, impress you in the spring game? And what are some of the ones that maybe they could continue to recruit and look to go at in the portal to kind of fill out some holes? Yeah, you know, it's interesting is that the the answer to part of that is actually the same. I think that they did a good job recruiting defensive line because you saw Cam Linhart and Prince Will kind of make an impact. You saw Matt Noonan out there playing as well. And it, he wasn't a recruit, but they, this is where the development part comes in. Is you saw A.J. Rollins flash a little bit as well on that defensive line. So I think that they did a good job of recruiting and then identifying and developing with that defensive line, which I think is we should not overlook that at all. That is a huge deal for the future of the program if that's the way that this is going to go, where Terrence Knighton is going to be able to develop guys and get them ready to be on the field. Because if that happens, then that changes the trajectory of what's about to happen with Nebraska football, in my opinion. Like, it's not hyperbole. Like, I think that it would be a huge deal if Nebraska gets good quickly along the defensive line. But what you saw with kind of with freshmen being out there, some mixed match guys, like you still maybe want to see maybe one more body in there on that defensive line. You'll get Ty Robinson back. So that'll help. And don't forget about him, but I still would like to see one more guy on that defensive line on the flip side, offensive line for a similar reason. We just don't know. Teddy Prohaska doesn't play um, because he's been out. You got Turner Corcoran having to play tackle when he's probably going to start at guard when we get to the season. Like, so you just don't know. And because of that, I also think that they could need, they could use another offensive lineman, like I said, pro probably a tackle. Um, I also wouldn't be shocked. Like if there was a, a another MJ Sherman type that came available that they could get to get another fast linebacker at that second level, I think that they would explore that as well um, because you're always looking for speed and athleticism in that second level if you're going to play this 3-3-5. All right, Greg, that's all the questions I got for you. Yeah, another good one, man. We got it. There's a lot happening, like we said. Uh, so make sure you get you like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel so that you can get these videos directly in the feed. Also, keep it locked over at Inside Nebraska, Nebraska.rivals.com, uh, to make sure that you can check out all of our written content, our full spring game coverage. We'll also have another podcast or more podcasts reflecting on spring as well. Uh, there's plenty going on with the site and with Nebraska football as we transition into kind of the next phase of, of the Matt Rule era after we've gotten through part one in those. 15 practices and we'll catch you guys next time.